Hi, and welcome back to the Portable Podcast. I'm Anthony Cinco, your host, and today I'm driving 9.36 p.m. in the middle of New Jersey. Today I want to talk about location. I've been thinking lately a lot about location and the importance of your habitat, your environment. Um, I, to give you some context, <clears throat> I was born and raised in New Jersey, right by the shore my entire life. If you know any of these towns, I moved from Middletown, um, then to Red Bank. And I've spent a lot of my time in Lavalette where my grandma lived. And so just to give you some perspective, you know, the Jersey Shore is my home. And I represent it proudly. I'm always talking about these places in my songs, going to Strollos and Lavalette to Mammoth Beach and everything like that. Um, so New Jersey means a whole lot to me and it really has shaped the person I am and shaped the lifestyle that I've taken on. Um, though of course, if you know me, you know, I'm a huge fan of the internet. You know that the internet has been also a huge catalyst for my, uh, my growth and my interests and my pursuit of my interests, um, in particular, especially quite recently. I've been really getting into putting myself out there online because sometimes you need to give yourself that extra push. So, so knowing this about me, I go into this topic um, with the experience of being raised in one place for 18 years and then suddenly being sent off to a scary but magical place. Only scary because it's so far from home place called Nashville, Tennessee. And I, I went there for school. I, I'm um, currently at, you know, I'm currently doing this Brookdale night class to uh, be a supplement to my music business degree at Belmont University. I'm studying music business, which has been a freaking awesome program. And I'm super happy to be in it and to be pursuing my dreams by going there. Um, but I'll, I'll say this, uh, Nat, I was I was very, very scared to go so far away from home. Even though it was the best option and made the most sense for me, it still was just uncomfortable. So far out of my comfort zone. I mean, I had formed rituals. I had become accustomed to the way of life, the way in which people speak the way I, I know my way around anywhere I don't need a GPS for a lot of places let's just say that um, going to Nashville I wasn't even going to have a car and I didn't for a whole year and that was a challenge in and of itself you know but um so my location is heavy on my mind because over the past year of my life or so I have begun migrating and really um assimilating in a way to uh the culture of the south and i say that you take you got to take that with a grain of salt because the culture of the south is not so prevalent in the two areas where i spend my most time um, nashville and clarksville i'll say clarksville is definitely more reminiscent of southern culture but even then it's a military town you get people from all different walks of life and nashville is just a booming economic epicenter in which there's just so many people moving in i think it's like a hundred or something people every single day i mean dang that's a lot of people <laughs> i mean is that just kind of crazy you you can feel it in the streets when you're there i mean the the vibe of nashville if i could describe it in one way i'd say busy um it's it's almost like the 
the real life, like the physical embodiment of capitalism. You you have all these new companies coming up. You have all these new people moving in. You have established corporate companies setting up headquarters, and you have uh, the longtime residents who gave the city its culture and who have called it home for years being kicked out because rent is being jacked up to crazy prices. So you and 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 you know uh, the costs of school are going up. The costs of living are going up. And essentially the cost of everything in Nashville is going up and everybody that was going there to get a taste of it, to get a bite, to get their, their fill of, of, of money. And hopefully, you know, hopefully enjoyment of life and culture too. But, you know, you kind of see the pros and cons um, coming into place just in real life. And, and, and the most prevalent part about it is, is the driving, which is funny enough because I didn't have a car. I've driven in Nashville myself. Uh, probably like four or five times, maybe even less. And, um, you know, that's just if I was ever borrowing a buddy's car or, you know what I mean, helping out someone. And so I've taken a lot of Lyft and Uber rides and I've had a lot of close calls and accidents Uh, because you'll you'll see, if you ever go there, you'll see these roads are crazy. The people are, are, it's like everyone's trying to run each other off the road for some reason. You can really, you can really feel the the frantic nature of a city booming economically. New York is booming, but it's been established. People, you kind of know what to expect. Is it is it crazy? Yes, excuse me, but it's formulaic. Um, when we're talking about Nashville here, they haven't established their formula yet. So you go on the freeway and you got people swerving across the highway. You drive through downtown and you got crazy ass people running across the street and you might hit somebody else's car. It's, it's, it's out of control. And I'll just say that. It's like everyone's rushing somewhere. Everyone's rushing somewhere. And in contrast to New Jersey, um, I only ever feel that way in Jersey when I'm in North Jersey, which is very close to New York City, which kind of explains that that whole thing and and where I am it's quite an economically robust place however the um the capacity what do you got the population density is is uh not as dense as it is in the north of New Jersey and it actually kind of is distributed like from north to south like less and less people uh you go down south to the Pinelands and it's like you know huge voting districts because there's you know we actually have a pretty fair voting uh, district layout in New Jersey, but that's a different story. So, I mean, I feel like my way of life in New Jersey has always been familiar, comfortable, established. I understand how the roads work. I understand how people drive. I understand the way people talk and think and act. And, and there's just an understanding in New Jersey of pride and of community and of, of, of music culture from Asbury you know, to Long Branch, to to New York. You know, I mean, New York City is our home. You go to the beach and you can see it right there. You can see it right there. So going to Nashville was big for me. And I remember the first night driving there with my my mom and dad and my mom's minivan stuffed to the brim with all my, not even, it felt like it wasn't even that much stuff once I got there, but, you know, it's, it's crazy how much we've gotten used to having so many items in our lives, but anyway, <laughs> um, I, uh, I just remember crying just out of the fact that I had left my, my friends, my closest friends, you know, people who felt like family to me, 
and also maybe because I was running on such low sleep. The day before, I had uh, woken up at sunrise for a music video shoot, and then that night seen a Playboy Cardi concert, which I now consider one of the best concerts I've ever seen. <laughs> I had a lit last day of summer last year. Man, it was crazy. But anyway, um... <laughs> um so I was moving my location and the impact that it had on me has been surreal and like uh, it's been nothing I ever could have possibly imagined like they like it's just it's honestly the best way I can describe it is just growth and change going away from home for the first time for an extended amount of time Maybe though, maybe kids who went to summer camp can attest to this. I don't know. Um, I never went away for a summer camp or anything. The longest I ever spent away from my house was like away from my family. No more than a couple days. I mean, I had been with my family my whole life. That is my lifestyle. The way that things were with my family was the way I had known. And going away and living on my own, being separated from them, really lets you look at them far more objectively than ever before, to say the least. Um, I just realized so many things about the way I was brought up, and that took a long time, was just realizing. Being separated just makes you realize, wow, like, this is about my friends, this is about my, my dad, and this is about my, my brother, and everything, and then, and then you begin to look at yourself, and you're like, wait a second, is this the reason why I do this? I've been doing a lot of reading on subconscious lately, and I've discovered that, shout out to the book, You Are a Badass, I love that book, I'm taking it nice and slow, because every chapter is filled with great content, um, but I learned from this book about your subconscious that it's basically like this little tiny baby, and it believes everything it sees, and your conscious mind is the thing that, you know, is able to defer right from wrong, Hopefully, in, a, in well, um, you know, if you struggle with anxiety, I'm sure you understand the feeling of your conscious mind um, being unsure of the ethics of something that you're doing, constantly feeling wrong or constantly feeling nervous. I, uh, you know, I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. But, um, <clears throat> oh, Rook, the Rook coffee. I need to go there sometime soon. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <sighs> It's been a long day. Um, your subconscious mind is like a tiny little baby. And your conscious mind is like, you know, you making decisions about how you feel. Though, the thing about your subconscious is that you can't choose. It, you can't make the decision for it. Your subconscious sees, and what it sees is. You know what I'm saying? Like, your subconscious sees this thing happen or that thing happen, and it says, okay, well, that that's life, I guess. And so your beliefs and your habits and your actions begin to become rooted in those. And that's kind of the way that things begin to develop for you as a child. I mean, your subconscious, let's put it like this, an example from the book, um, it, it, it believed that Santa Claus <laughs> was really there. And that breaks my heart because I want Santa Claus to really be there. And it made me really, really sad when I found out that he wasn't real. And I felt so betrayed. <laughs> 
But that's what I'm saying is like, yo, your subconscious believes anything it's heard. If you grow up with your parents fighting your entire life, uh, don't be confused if you get into a serious relationship and you have this urge to fight or you have this urge to be disrespectful to your partner because that's how you think love works. I've been looking inside myself so much for the things I do and the reasons why I think the way I do sometimes. And it's like, wow, just an eye-opening experience. And the cool thing about all this is that it's it's the, one of the easiest ways, I think, to come to these conclusions and to have a self-realization is to change your location from the one you're used to. I'm all about getting outside of the comfort zone. I had beautiful long hair for over a year it was at the point of being considered like long long like put it up in a bun long and I just cut it I cut it all I have a shaved head with fluff on top now and you know I'm, I'm getting used to it but it's out it's way outside my comfort zone I was too comfortable hiding behind my wall of hair um and so I I think that for for people to have a self-realization, I, I've just noticed, well, all I'm saying here, there's not even an argument, all I'm saying here is that I noticed that by being so far away from the location that I call my home, um, I was able to realize so much about it. And I'm so, so privileged to be able to have done this. Um, I need to acknowledge the fact that a lot of people, the majority of people in America are never going to be able to do this. Um, they're never going to be able to leave their their home because it's it's it wouldn't be fiscally responsible or even feasible. And this, the same goes for traveling and vacationing. I completely understand that that's not realistic. And so, for people in that situation, it makes me think that there has to be another way. And honestly, that's just being vigilant and being objective. <laughs> that's something that's so hard to do as a young person when your subconscious is so dominant and I think probably the reason why a lot of people go through huge life changes in their 30s and so I have to just thank God every single day for how blessed I am to have the opportunities that I do to be able to travel to go to school you know it truly is amazing but hopefully um, by the time that you're able to live in your own home whatever it may be that you will be able to look back at the rest of your life with a fresh lens because the, the longer you're separated from those who you surrounded yourself with for so long, the more objective your view of them becomes. And so all in all, I just think that that's a really great experience that I wanted to share with you is that location is just big. And I think we should all be grateful for where we're from because it really does create the people who we are. Um, where, whether we want to believe it or not, I think that we're all products of our environments to a certain degree, meaning that our environments um, are a huge part of our personalities, our attitudes, our beliefs, and the cultures we partake in. So it's important to, you know, to be true to your home and to, and to love that and to carry it with you no matter what it did to you. Whether your house was abusive or loving, whether your your area was, was safe or crime-ridden, uh, whether it was scenic or city blocks, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, my, my experience has a range of, of different pros and cons. There are certain things that I would have wished I had more of, 
and there's definitely certain things that I wish I had less of, but there's definitely a good amount of things that I also feel are just really, really beautiful about where I'm from. I'm from the beach, and I love that. My cousin, she hasn't been back to Jersey in a whole year because she moved to Colorado. <laughs> she loves that. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It do not matter. Where the love was he? And, um, so I, yeah, I feel like location is big. And, um, thinking about how location is often your comfort zone, I always think about this. Uh, when I'm making music and um, I really want to talk about this because I think it's super important for producers and audio engineers to think about um, when you're when you're going to work with a client um, I, I'm always thinking about our, our digital age our technology age where technology is developing so fast and it's so efficient um, that we have the ability to build a home studio in our houses for a really good price um, and of course, the quality of it will vary depending on how much money and time and effort you put into it. Though, excuse me, I have, I have begun my, my production efforts working with some awesome clients like Young King Dave, who I have to say rest in peace to. You know, Dave, you're on my heart, and so is your family. Um, Young King Dave, Chelsea Gilliland, with whom I uh, formed a duo. We, we're called Cali Shore. And we have an album coming out on June 29th. Yay, June 29th, available everywhere. Uh, Cali Shore, it's the gang. <laughs> um, I've worked with a lot of cool people, close friends. I've made every single song I've ever made in the comfort of my own basement or dorm room. And so I think there's a lot to be said about being comfortable in your environment and building a habitat that is constructive for you. I think habitat building is a really big thing when it comes to music. Um, I know that the first time I ever went to a quote-unquote real studio was last summer, and it was one of the worst recording experiences of my life. I was having a weird power struggle with the in-house engineer because I'm in the booth and I'm saying, yeah, yeah, I want this track panned on the left and I want this track on the right uh, with this, with the one-fourth uh, delay on it. And he was like, you know, giving me shit for it, making me feel like, yeah, 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 man, we're, we're going to do that all later, man. Like, I'll, I'll do that part. Uh, while I'm sitting there saying, well, actually, like, I'm the artist. That's how I want it to sound. Uh, exhibit A of the environment being uncomfortable. Exhibit B, I had never been in a booth before. And this shit was scary, man. The lock was weird. I had this strange paranoia that I was going to be locked in and unable to get out. <laughs> uh, looking back, it's a little bit silly. But I, I was really, really sweaty. It was very hot in there. And it was so, so silent. I mean, this is the quietest, like... I can't explain to you how quiet it was. And hearing my voice in those headphones was like, it was just a bizarre feeling. I had never used such high-end equipment and I had never been in such a quiet room. Um, it was weird. I was with people I didn't know that well. Altogether, it was weird. 
and um, I did drop a pretty fire verse, I'm not going to lie. Uh, check out the song Tsunami by Ben Rill. Also, congratulations, Ben Rill. My buddy Trevon, you, you dropped your al- your new album today at the time of recording this, and um, I plan to bump that as soon as I'm home. Congratulations, dude. Um, and uh, I, I hated it. I felt so uncomfortable, and I vowed never to go to a real studio again because that was just such a terrible experience for me. And I've, I've noticed another thing. I've had some artists come over to my house to record before because uh, the acoustics in my basement, um, without even being treated, are pretty awesome because they're carpeted and the ceilings have this kind of, like, I don't know what kind of material it is, but it's not a hard ceiling, you know what I mean? It's like panels of, of some semi-absorbent material, so I'm, I'm very blessed to have a basement that just so happens to be uh, a pretty good sound room. And so I've had kids come over, and I feel like our first three sessions together are just getting used to each other. And I've done other sessions in the comfort of their own home, and we've made entire songs in a couple of hours. I think there's a lot to be said for that. The power of the home studio is immense. The power of a comfortable habitat is immense. Being, being in your zone, dimming the lights, brightening the lights, turning off the lights, <laughs> sitting, standing, adjusting every little thing, the, the volume to the perfect level, it's all so important. It's all, like comfort is so key and location is so key. The location of your studio is so big. I've seen people make closet studios and all different kind of stuff. Uh, but I know that the best studios I've ever recorded in have been ones where the vibe is homey and 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 just comfortable. And that and that goes for my own home. I know I do my best work in my house. I just know that I can express myself freely, and I don't even like recording as much when my family's home because I feel like I can't be loud. And I worry about that, you know, it's crazy. And um, the other thing is that um, when you're in someone else's home, you can just tell, you can just feel it. And I think it's really, really cool to see. Um, so I would say this, producers, when, when you're picking out um, equipment, try to pick equipment that can be portable if needed to. Of course, I'm not saying you have to sit there and, uh, and, and only use portable equipment and never establish yourself in a home studio. But I will say this, there's something to be said about the on-the-go stew. And I've made that my trademark because I think it's really, really awesome and a great, and it just really speaks to the freedom and accessibility that technology has given us in the realm of music. And many may argue that, that that's bad that it's so oversaturated, but I don't know. I disagree. I think that having arts more available to everyone is, is a great thing for society as a whole. Sure, you're going to get people like Lil Pump, and, and who I love, uh, for the record. I love Lil Pump. Shout out Lil Pump. But you're going to have a lot of people who don't like his style. A lot of people's complaint is Lil Pump is blah, 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 blah. Well, 
I feel the same way. I'm not even going to say anything. I don't want to name drop any more artists. <laughs> but um, I think it's great. Because you know what? People like Lil Pump couldn't have been famous without that. And I know that people like Pride, who now goes by Russell, uh, has recorded some of his coolest songs in an Airbnb. Because that's the vibe. His, that's his location. Is it, He'll rent a luxurious Airbnb for three nights and make a whole album in three days. Instead of going to the studio where you're going to pay more money, most likely, for that much time and be uncomfortable. Either standing or sitting in an awkward place and it being too quiet or too loud or just everything is overly polished and it's just uncomfortable. I mean, it's like your location is huge. I've, I've made far different music in college than I have in New Jersey. Uh, my music that I make in New Jersey, I found to be a little bit more vulnerable. Meanwhile, the music I've made in college is, a, is more polished, and I've uh, expanded myself into making beats, which has been a great journey for me. And the other thing I'll say about um, portable and also just location, whether your studio is in your home versus going to an established studio, um, what I'm going to say is this. Um, the, the sound of the room is really, really cool. <laughs> I think it's really, really cool when um, I hear a track often on SoundCloud that you can tell was made in a bedroom, but it's still so fucking good. Like, it's really, really cool for me to see that. I mean, I love, you know, styles of, like, garage music, like garage rock and punk and stuff. Like, I love listening to my friend's band, The Gettysburg Address, and knowing that that was made in their bedroom. I love that because I listen to it and it sounds so professional and so great. But knowing that they were able to curate their, their, their room, like they picked where they wanted to record and they did it right there. And it sounds like that is just mind-blowing. I've recorded every single song I've ever made on a $100 mic with uh, $150 headphones. And you can listen to them right now. The ones I've been putting out lately are pretty damn professional sounding. I'm not all the way there yet. I haven't uh, found a way to make every single song I make as good as a studio recording. But I'll say this. They're, they're bops. And, you know, you go on SoundCloud and they go. They, they sound better than a lot of tracks on SoundCloud. <laughs> and, you know, funny enough, think about the location of this podcast. I'm driving in my car just because I can. And also because I like to run my mind while I'm driving. Instead of being anxious and sitting around and, you know, listening to music that just becomes monotonous after a while, I'm going to give you something to think about. And I would love for you to respond to me. Please, if you get the chance, um, check out my social media. Please do. Um, I, I would really love for you to, to reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, um, my handle is Anthony X Cinco, and that's C-I-N-K-O. Uh, my name is in the title of this podcast, so if you forget how to spell it, it's C-I-N-K-O, you can find it right down there, Anthony X Cinco. Um, so anyway, that, 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 that's a lot of what I wanted to say about this topic, about location. I'm just, I've been thinking about location lately because I'm, I'm going to Tennessee tomorrow, and um, I'm seeing my beautiful girlfriend, and I'm, I'm really excited to be back in what I now I'm starting to feel like is a second home. 
and isn't that crazy from what went to be this traumatic homesickness it's become more like a second home and I'm really really curious to see how my psyche changes when I get there you know some like I remember being home here um, on my first day of work the moment I walked in I said nope I can't be here I have to quit and I quit got a new job that week because since the previous summer my perspective had changed and I had grown so much that I was able to recognize when I was in a position of something that I didn't deserve and so I'm really interested to see how from May 12th to June whatever 14th I think um, how much I've just changed in a month and how when I go to the same places I once went like my girlfriend's house or the highway in her car or the airport even, um, you know, how I've changed. I always think about the airport because BNA has a huge, um, has a lot of different connotations to me of, of um, different experiences. Things like my first flight alone, things like <laughs> a lot of things. <clears throat> and I always get a peanut butter smoothie when I'm there, when I'm coming back to Jersey. I love that smoothie place so much. Anyway, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really curious to see. And so I, I want to challenge you, fellow listener, <laughs> um, to, to see what it's like to really try to be objective about your surroundings. And in turn, when you're removed from them, see how you feel um, when you come back. I'm not saying you have to travel. I'm not saying you have to do this or that. But just try to keep an open mind of the places you go and how the way that you feel changes. Think back really, really hard to last year and really think about the day-to-day, like, minutia or whatever that word is of your life uh, at that time. And then when you go back there again, think about how you feel right now and think about the reasons why. I think it's a really, really great mental exercise. And uh, also, when you're making music... Think about location. If you're building a home studio or you're helping someone else make music in their home, um, think about that. Just think about how location may or may not affect um, your experience of being vulnerable and creative in that space. Is your bedroom really the best place to go? Or do you have a roommate who is right there with like, you know, one inch walls? Maybe you're better off in the bathroom. Who knows? But altogether, yeah, I think location and habitat is is just like a really integral part of who we are as human beings. And it definitely shapes our experiences in life. And it's very cool to keep in mind where you've been and how you felt at the time. And when you return, to be like, whoa. Maybe try going back to your old high school or middle school or elementary school. I went to my elementary school back over winter break about, uh, I don't know, six months ago. And let me tell you, it was wild. <laughs> like, seeing those, seeing how small everything is was just, like, crazy. And it's even the little things like that that are just really great pleasures in life. So, all in all, location is key. Think about location. And uh, let me know what you think about that. Um, please leave me a comment on Instagram or Twitter with what you think. Send me a message. I'd love to talk to you about this. That's Anthony X Cinco. Um, this has been the Portable Pod.
with your host, Anthony Cinco. And with that, I'll be signing out. Thank you so, so much for listening. Um, It's been a really great talk tonight. And I hope to bring you something else that I find interesting and you may find interesting too. Anyways, I'm about to go inside and get ready to wake up at 3 a.m. for my flight out of Philly, a location I have never flown out of before. So wish me luck. All right, good night, everybody. Thank you again. Bye.